We have opening night of the NFL tonight as we bring in our NFL guy, Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast, uh, super friend. Um, all right, real quick, the Chiefs are going into this definitely without Chris Jones, it seems, and almost definitely without Travis Kelsey, who uh, hyperextended his knee earlier this week in practice and is a major question mark for this game. And if you think about all of the turnover they've had at the receiver position, there's going to be a lot of Patrick Mahomes looking around for somebody to help him out. Uh, what gives here? Yeah, it gets a little uh, a little bit dicier, <laughs> right? If you want to if you want to be generous about it, um, you know you have you have uh, Sky Moore, um, who's in his second year. I think yep. a lot of people are expecting maybe a, p- a possible breakout season for him. Uh, he's going to be a, a full time receiver. Uh, Brett Veach came out and said Kadarius Tony, when he's healthy, and that's a big if for when, right? Um, is you know can be a, a very very explosive and, and dynamic. Uh, receiver and particularly on like short yardage stuff and, and screens and things. Yep. Uh, MVS, uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling, former NC State, you know, Pack Pro, <laughs> Pack Pro, um, <laughs> ton, tons of speed. Justin Ross, a former Clemson stars, had, yeah. a, had a, you know was a little banged up, but has had a, a really good uh, preseason. And then Rasheed Rice, they spent a second round pick on uh, as well. So like there's a lot, Richie James actually, former New York Giants player who's who's like kind of sneaky good. Um, like I think this is a, it's a little bit more of a it's a it's a hodgepodge group. But I think there's a lot, a little more talent maybe than than people are giving it credit for. So right. uh, I, I tend to, I tend to think that this this can be enough for Patrick Mahomes to get by if Travis Kelsey has to miss time. Uh, although obviously you would not want to, um, you know, I think it's a tough call with Kelsey, right? Like you want to play Kelsey, but but you want Kelsey healthy at the end of the season rather than the beginning of the season. I mean, week one isn't nearly as important as week one in January when the playoffs roll around for Kansas City. We assume uh, that they will be uh, in the playoffs. Although, a couple of years ago, coming off their first Super Bowl, right, uh, they spent the first seven games, weren't they three and four in the first seven games of the season? They played a murderous early season schedule, uh, and I don't think anything is going to be as difficult as that. All right, real quick, we saw Nick Bosa sign this contract. Will Brinson is joining us, Pick 6 Podcast. Nick Bosa signs the zillion dollar contract 34 million dollars a year it's like 112 120 million dollars well, i don't know what the number was guaranteed a lot of one, guaranteed. One, uh, yeah i think it's like 50 million dollars signing bonus 170 in um in in total cash and or to- total value dollars it basically puts him right at where aaron donald is right so how does that impact brian burns who is also hoping for a contract although he has been practicing Throughout, I don't think there's a chance that Brian Burns is not going to play Sunday, even if he doesn't have the new deal. But how does the Bosa contract impact Burns? Does Burns get close to that 34? Does he get is he closer to uh, where T.J. Watt is, which is at 28 per guaranteed? Not guaranteed, but 28 per. 28 per yeah on average annual value yeah, yeah. Uh, actually my, my good buddy Carver Clay asked me this exact question yesterday and like does this help expedite the Brian Burns thing and it does to a degree in the sense that like it says hey here's what you're not getting <laughs> like, <laughs> right exactly like, hey, hey, hey hey Brian here's what you won't be getting um and, and I think it helps when you see what Nick Bosa signs for it helps to sort of slot things out I mean I think you can make the case for Burns 
I'm just sort of I'm looking at these edge rusher contracts at like average annual value. You have, you have TJ Watt at 28, Joey, but Joey Bosa at 27, Miles Garrett at 25, Max Crosby and Khalil Mack at 23.5, uh, and then Bradley Chubb at 22. I mean, I think with Burns, you know, production, and, and we're, we're not saying it's like insane production, but like his age, his pedigree, right. um, the expectations for what he's going to do on this new contract. I think you can make the case that you can put him in that that Miles Garrett, Joey Bosa range. Right. Um, I, I I don't know that you can say, hey you know, you're making more than TJ Watt or like, I mean, TJ Watt was a defensive player of the year two years ago. Right. right. I mean, Nick Bosa won it last year. It's like, there's just a, like, I mean, now birds can try to do it. And sometimes that'll happen. You'll see that in certain markets. The edge rusher market's a little bit different in that sense. Um, you don't always have just the next guy up just gets to magically be paid more than whoever the top guy is, right? Like if the quarterback right. position often, often is. So I think um, something in that 25 to 28 range, would make a lot of sense if if it, if it gets done. Now, you know, you still have, what, 48 hours to, to sort of wrap it up. The, the teams love to announce these things right before the season starts. They love to hammer them out uh, with the agents right before, you know, right before the you know, kickoff. But, I mean, like, this is one where it's a little unusual because of his his production. Like, like w- the upside he possesses, how important he is to the Panthers' defense, but then also, like, how he compares to these other edge rushers. So I, that's that's my best guess for where he would slot in. Here's the thing about Brian, Brian Burns as it pertains to Nick Bosa. They're not, they don't, I don't think they're the same position. To me, Bosa's the defensive lineman who happens to be a defensive end and gets a lot of sacks, but he is a disruptive force at the line of scrimmage. I don't see Burns as that guy. I see Burns as, a, as an outside line, an edge rusher. Right, I see him as a pass rusher, a disruptive force. Yes, but not. I just don't see those two guys at this as the same position. Uh, so I'm not even sure it's a fair comp, unless I'm wrong, which I've been wrong before, just not recently. Uh, so uh, <laughs> well, the other thing about Burns, too, remember they're, they're you know they're switching defenses in Carolina. That's true. They're um, three four to, to now this th- to this three four, and so it's like you you may if you're Carolina, you're I mean you're definitely interested in the possibility of like finding out. You know, he's in his fifth year. Um, you can use the franchise tag uh, if you have to. After no, this they're, year. They're, may- he's going to sign a contract. <laughs> they're, they are not going to go. Uh, they, well, I'm, I'm just saying you, you may want to see how he performs in that. You may want to see how he performs in that 3-4. In week one? <laughs> What's that? In week one against the Falcons? Because no, I, no. I, I have to think this contract's going to get done. Look, Burns has been a total pro. He's he's been in practice. He's done all these things. I think the Panthers are going to do right by him at some level. I I don't think they're going to do something silly. Uh, but let me just ask it this way, and then we'll move on to a a, a bold prediction or two. Uh, and the the fact that Bryce Young is on a rookie contract for four years, how does that help Brian Burns? Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely makes. It's a case where if you were if you're a team that has a rookie or a quarterback on a rookie contract, one you draft high and you expect, I mean, especially the first overall, you expect to be, um, you know, your franchise quarterback. You you should and almost certainly always will be willing to spend more money in other positions, particularly on defense, which for star players, right? Because you know most contracts in the NFL are five year deals that or three year deals that are masquerading as five year deals. And so if you are willing to give Brian Burns a contract, you can give him a three, four, you know, give him a four year, you know, with him, it's probably gonna be a little bit more guaranteed because he's because of the position and, and because of the pedigree, but you can give him that contract. And then, you know, you can, you can end up with Bryce Young 
Bryce Young's not going to get a new contract for three for at least three years. He just can't under the CBA. So if you get Burns a contract that pays him a ton of money for three years and then you know structure your your salary cap numbers, et cetera, in a way that it, it makes it easier to to manage the salary cap for when you have to pay Bryce Young, um, it, it makes all the sense in the world. Like the Colts should really be paying Jonathan Taylor because they can't pay Anthony Richardson for three years. Give Taylor a three-year deal and get him in there to help your rookie quarterback. Right. Okay. So uh, will Jonathan Taylor play for the Colts this year? I say yes. Ooh, but not confident. Yeah, I'm not confident at all. I mean, Jim Irsay is involved. I'm not confident about anything with Jim Irsay. Uh, <laughs> he's going to do something kooky. Yeah. Uh, you know, Taylor, Taylor – um, I think the, the pup designation for Taylor to, to where he sits out, he's out for the first four games of the season, physically uh, physically unable to perform. The reason for that, I, I believe, was sort of them throwing him a bone and saying, all right, you know, because he gets paid while he's on there. Right. So now his, his average his average per game money goes from, I mean, you know, 17 games versus 13, goes from 250000 to 375000 per game. That's a pretty. It's a really nice bump, right? Yeah. Um. In, in terms of, in, you, you're not going to get as much wear and tear, uh. You know, and you're, you've got this month now where you can sort of let things cool down, see how the team is, see how the team performs, decide whether you want to try to bring him back and let him play for you, or possibly trade him uh, by the October. I think the, the deadline is uh, trade deadline is Halloween, so it's it's still. I think it's very much up in the air, but I think this month off gives them a little bit more cash in a weird way and sort of lets everybody sort of simmer down and not have it be the focal point of really the NFL news because you'll have games going on. All right. A couple of team over-unders in terms of total wins. Panthers, I think, are at seven and a half. Over or under? Seven and a half or six and a half. I would go over, but it's really close. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I see Uh, him as like an eight eight or nine win team. if If the offensive line is better than we think it is, and we don't. I don't think we think it's great because of the preseason. If the offensive line is better than we think it is, then um, uh, then this team can win ten plus games. If the offensive line is as bad as we think it could be, then this team might you know uh, might might not <laughs> to say the least. Jets, I believe, are like what nine and a half, right? Nine and a half, and they haven't moved all off season. It's been the weirdest thing, right? Nine and a half, juice to the over, haven't moved like what? Like minus one twenty to the over. It hadn't like budged. It's, it's so crazy. Um, I tend to think that um, I would go, I would go over. I wouldn't feel awesome about it because yeah, Panthers are seven and a half. Um, the, I wouldn't feel awesome about it, but I would be too scared of Aaron Rodgers in spite to fade him. I think it's, I think you know, <laughs> it feels like a ten-win team, um, but potentially missing the playoffs. And then I think that offensive line too is a big, big question mark. You can't be guaranteed that that, that offensive line is going to perform. Um, at a high level, and if Aaron Rodgers is not being protected, yep. and you can't run the ball well, then and the defense takes any type of step back, then all of a sudden it's like, all right, you know, you won seven games, and everybody said you're a quarterback away, but maybe you weren't after all. I I think the Jets will be able to run block. I'm not sure they'll be able to pass block. Uh, if Makai Becton stays healthy on the right side, because that's where he is, I think they'll be yeah. able to run block. Uh, and if they can get a decent running game, and they have a ton of good running backs. Uh, their offense might be okay. It's just the Jets, and we just know what's going to happen. Um, all right, <laughs> give me a uh, a team that everybody thinks will make the playoffs that won't, and one that people don't think will make the playoffs that will. Uh, I'll say that a team that everyone thinks that will make the playoffs but won't will be the Chargers. Ooh, 
Chargers going to charge, man. Uh, probably. And a team that uh, is not being predicted to make the playoffs, but I think will, is the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, I, I see them as almost the favorites, though, in that division, although uh, you could probably yeah, same, throw same, a blanket same, over everybody in that division. Yeah, same to the favorite, and the Falcons are still, like, plus money to make the playoffs, but it's, like, it's very close to even money. So, yeah, I mean, like, maybe that's a little bit of cheating. I mean, I think that's fine. Um, the AFC is going to be really tough. To, yes. To, to like, like there's, there might be two or three wins, ten win teams that miss the playoffs in the AFC. Like, Agreed. that's not that crazy. Um, you know, I think a Steelers could be a good one to make the playoffs that people don't think will. Yeah, Kenny Pickett is kind of changing people's yeah, opinions yeah, in yeah. the po- in the from the preseason. He was great, and it's just the preseason, so I don't want to put too much yeah. stock in it. Uh, but we know they've got talent at wide receiver, and Mike Tomlin is just elite. And I am uh, I am always team Mike Tom, and I'm always team Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick Six Podcast. Thank you, sir. We will talk again next week. All right, man. Talk to you Monday.